It's, uh, it's, it's a lot. I mean, you could barely see the street when I left. Uh, I mean, obviously, the, the store is fine. You can get to the store, but you can't. You certainly cannot cross Hopkins Street right now onto, uh, you know, across the tracks. It's, it's, it's closed. I couldn't tell where it was, Jeff, but there was an old building, the old Compton's building. It was known at a lot of the older people will remember it. Seemed like it could be in the backside of that, but it's hard to tell, but a lot of smoke, Jeff, a lot of smoke. Sorry to hear. But uh, hopefully nobody hurt, uh, and if we get more information, we'll pass it along. In the meantime, trust you've uh, had a good week. We did, and, um, you know, I, I heard the mayor saying it's too bad it has to rain. I, we all like that rain at night and not on the weekends, but, boy, we need to rain. Yeah, I'm expecting uh, maybe a tenth to a quarter inch tomorrow as, as well. Right. So, uh, what do they say for the whole weekend? 70% on Saturday. But how much? About a 70%. I haven't seen a rain total. Rain total, yeah. Okay, because that's what I saw the other the other night. They were saying, you know, a quarter inch, maybe a half inch, which is a start. But, but uh, boy, just to, you know, you know, in retail, Jeff, we don't want wet weekends for sure. But I think I'll take it at this point. Because, really, it's hard to – even people are having a hard time just wanting to plant because it's so dry, you know. And so coming off the winter – I mean, the summer we came off of, they just kind of – gun shy but it would be nice just a, a little rain even even a couple of days of just slow rain kind of like we did the last time but maybe a little bit more and uh, but we'll see we'll see you know how they always start to say that north of i-10 you know north of i-10 and um we'll see there you go hopefully it happens which uh on your mind these days i, bought, I did bring uh the uh, the strawberry back oh yeah so it's looking good and it's about uh, twice as big as when you brought it back the last that's time. right so what jeff is looking at is the uh maybe about three four weeks ago i brought in some bare root strawberry plants that basically uh looked like they were dead there were no leaves the, they had just these old uh, scraggly roots and these little um uh, little brown sticks, so it looked like nothing. And it took about uh, about seven days for them to start to show uh, green leaves. And then now they are about uh, three inches tall and have uh, three uh, three big branching. And so they're going to continue to grow um, uh, as time goes on. But the hardest part with strawberries is the initial rooting of it, uh, and that's where it's kind of temperamental. If you bury them too deep, that crown, they call it the crown, which is where the uh, roots meet the stem and if you bury that crown too deep it will cause uh it, it, they won't they'll it'll kill them so you got to be careful of that and uh, you can't let them dry out you know uh when they're at the stage where they're just leafing out so we got them through the toughest part and so i would say we got probably got 95 percent uh take we'll plant about a thousand of them and uh and so that's always good i've had i've had crop failures too uh in which and it's very simple it's uh you know, we put them in an area where they got less some afternoon sun, and my mind said, "Look, we just guys, we just can't let them dry out." And you know, you get busy or whatever, and boom, they dry out, and you know, you lose half of the crop one time. And uh, but this year, we kind of protected them, make sure they didn't get a lot of sun, and so that we couldn't let them dry out. And we were just very, very observant, and uh, and they did well. Very good. <clears throat> um, the other thing I bought was uh, and talked about a little bit last week, and this is a vine. Uh, it's actually a vegetable called sugar snaps. Sugar snaps are getting bigger and bigger as we start to, uh, you know, all the cooking shows. And we have a little, little, little bit of that Asian uh, culture uh, mixing with the uh, Spanish and the Cajun. And uh, so they are used in uh, Asian cooking, but they can also be eaten, eaten raw. So sugar snap is basically uh, like the old sweet pea. It looks like the old sweet pea pod. 
But instead of, of being a shell pea, like with a sweet pea, you would actually shell them and you would cook the pea itself. With the sugar snap, is uh, they really don't form the uh, the the pea or as big as the other pea, and you pick them whole as you would a snap bean. And you actually you can eat them raw, and they're very very sweet. Or you can um, um, uh, cook them in a in a wok or and uh, and cook them down, or actually put them in salads. But it, you can you can eat them raw, and uh, they do very very well. And uh, I'm showing Jeff a picture of him. You're very familiar with that, yeah, Jeff, right? Like when I can get across the street. Uh, That's right. Ananami, I think it's something like that. Well, Ananami is a little bit different. It is, it, Ananami is actually a soybean. Oh, okay. And uh, and this is actually you know first cousin to a sweet pea. You know the sweet peas okay. that we eat whole, but these uh, won't make the uh, the pea itself. And so you harvest them like you would a snap bean, uh, but they're gonna be more fuller. And uh, you can you can eat them actually right off the vine. They're very very sweet, very edible. Or they'll cook them down in uh, Asian food and, and things like that. And uh, but they do very well, very very well. Uh, the flowers on them are very pretty. So you can actually, when it comes to a sugar snap, uh, uh, planting sugar snaps, you want to have some type of trellis of vine. So if you have a abandoned trellis that maybe you use cucumbers or uh, hint hint Jeff, uh, cucumbers <laughs> or um, or uh, you know, either pole snap beans or anything that you maybe vine in the summertime, you can actually plant these and they will actually vine up. Uh, sweet peas is another. They, they will climb on their own, or do you have to? No, help these them? will actually make the tendrils. Neat, and neat. You see those little tendrils? Okay. And so they will actually grab on. And Jeff, I'm going to give you that pack, and you're going to have to. Yeah, you uh, know, I was thinking about a winter climbing uh, thing. You can abandon this. Will, flowers or? Yeah, they'll make flowers, and then they'll make the peas. And uh, but the good the good thing is not like a cucumber or a bean, whereas temperatures get colder, uh, they'll quit growing and, and and eventually just die if it gets cold enough. These can take you know no problem with frost or anything like that. Now if we got it down to the mid to lower twenties and starts to stay there for a while, then that would be an issue. But 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 hopefully that won't happen, and and then we'll be in good shape. And odds are it won't happen. And uh, so these will vine up this trellis. Give you color, and then after the color, we'll make these sugar snaps um, uh, that do remarkably well. You do need uh, more sun than shade, so as much sun as you can get it for the same reason we always talk about. Day length is getting shorter, light, the light's less intense, and you'll, in theory, get a lot of more overcast days as the winter progresses, and therefore you're just getting less sun you know, during the day. And so, uh, so keep that in mind, but uh, an easy one to do, especially if you have uh, a trellis that's abandoned and and uh, they do well. You also have flowering sweet peas, which for years, Jeff, uh, you know, back in the 70s, when they're really early 70s and certainly the 60s, you know, the, the way people planted flowers, Jeff, you just didn't go buy a plant that was uh, in flower, uh, just didn't, wasn't, didn't this. So what you would do is, uh, you know, Jeff, in our business, it's, you know, I've been there 80 80 i haven't been there but the business has been there 83 years and uh so back in the day we used to sell seeds bulk meaning someone would come in and said I, I want 25 cents worth of mustard seed 25 cents worth of turnip seed and you have to actually put it together pour it in the container and give it to them and that was done till till the 80s early 80s when you just had to get more efficient and so we still sell bulk seeds but we actually pre-pack them before the customer comes in when we have time to do it, and then we sell it 
that way. But, but my point was is that back then, before flowering plants were available, they would actually come in and buy this, the uh, flowering seeds the same way. And one big one that was planted was sweet peas. And, and there's, so there's a difference between the sweet pea that you harvest and the sugar snaps and a flowering sweet pea. Those sweet peas are actually just grown for the, the flowers, and they'll climb up a trellis. And they do remarkably well. You don't sell many, many uh, seeds anymore, Jeff, and, and mainly it's because, uh, you know, we're just kind of spoiled. We, we want those plants already growing, and, and, uh, and, and, and that's kind of the long and short of it. But we do sell some sweet peas, and the, and the biggest one that we sell is uh, uh, sweet peas that actually vine up a trellis or a fence that do very well. And the other one is one called calendula, which is a yellow flower. It doesn't need a trellis. But it, it's I I just remember those two because that's the two that they would actually come in and say okay I want twenty five cents calendulas and twenty five cents sweet peas and uh, and that was the two big ones and as time went on that became less and less and uh, they uh, but they still perform very well and again both of those can take cool and uh, and uh, you know given unforeseen really hard hard cold. Uh, they should do fine uh, in our weather. Got you. Well, I'll talk a little bit about uh, one plant that we get a lot of questions on that's blooming around town is the uh, golden rain tree. We talked a little bit about it a few weeks ago, but, you know, it, it gets a little confusing because the golden rain tree, when you first see it, it has these yellow flowers. And the reason it gets its name rain is because when the wind blows and the flowering is at the right time uh, or it rains, all the the yellow petals from the flowers will fall under the tree, hence golden rain. Mm. You see all these yellow petals under the tree. What has happened now, the flowers are done, and you have the bracts that are blooming or that are on the tree all over town right now. It's kind of a maybe a coral or pinkish look to it. But we get a lot of people saying, what is that tree? And it's the golden rain, but it's the after, after it drops the yellow petals, it makes these pinkish bronzy looking uh petals and and you get a lot of, the biggest issue with the golden rain is that like hard coals if you had one at your house and it was like last year we got those hard coals they would really really struggle if not die and you could say well why if that's the case and why you see them blooming all over town hmm. you know and that's because if you kind of look at them they're kind of sheltered and they're probably old enough remember jeff up to two years ago the previous hard coal we had got was 1989 and we have in the last three years, we've gotten two hard coals. So they literally could have survived for, you know, 20, 20 30 years because we just didn't get that extreme duration of cold. And uh, so that's why you see them. But the ones that were out in the open did not fare well. But uh, we have one kind of across the street from the store, kind of behind that church's fried chicken that's kind of tucked in other trees. And it's just a. Uh, uh, it's been there, and so we get a lot of comments. If you drive around, you'll see them, but um, that's the one that's that's kind of getting people. And the other one is one called Casia, and uh, it is a yellow flower, just like the uh, golden rain, but it's still blooming, and uh, uh, a lot of questions on that, too. And they'll get about eight feet tall. You can either see them pruned up as a tree or just looked over as a uh, uh, as a big bush. So if it's not if it's not kind of trained and cut and maybe staked it's going to look like a big yellow bush about eight feet tall if it is if it is kind of trained and cut from the bottom and you can make it look like a little tree 
and be roughly the same height, 8, 10 feet. And, uh, but they bloom in the fall. And so the fall is kind of a neat time to get color, but strictly because it's, uh, you, don't, you just don't have a lot of color. It's not like the spring. We have the azaleas blooming and all that. But, uh, uh, but that's the two right now that are kind of showing color and people having a lot of questions on. You know, getting back to the lawns, Jeff, the lawns have really taken a hit. Uh, you know, uh, we've been talking about winterizing, uh, but it's too dang dry. If we get enough rain, and, and this is a good, uh, you know, it's going to rain, but, boy, you'd hate to put that winterizer down and we only get a quarter of an inch. And so you got to, to me, you almost have to wait till it does rain and we get, you know, a, a good maybe inch, inch and a half of rain and then put the winterizer down. But Even it, if it doesn't rain afterward? Even if it uh no, it, we would even if it doesn't rain after. You may have to wash it in. You may okay. have to wash it in, but it's so dry, Jeff. It's not worth the risk to say, you know, it's a hundred percent chance of three inches of rain, and you know how that goes. And, it's, and then all of a sudden they back off. It's just too dry, and so you just, you know, I just tell people it's it's not worth the risk because you're gonna, you're going to end up not like you're wasting money, but you would be, but you could damage what we have left. And so mm. just kind of leave it alone, and hopefully. We can get a little bit of moisture, and, uh, and and then you can go ahead and do that after. The grass is struggling. I mean, we get a lot of people with a tremendous number of weeds. Kind of the worst I've ever seen it in a long time. And uh, and that's due to, the obviously, the, the heat and the dry weather we had. And we had some bug issues also. But it was, it was just the, the perfect storm last year, and it really caused problems. Gotcha. But anyway, if you have some weeds – that you're not sure of and you want to spray, I think uh, next week the temperatures are going to be starting to subside. It's a perfect time to spray them. People will bring in pictures, Jeff, and that helps. But really and truly, when it comes to a weed or an, or, or an insect problem or a leaf issue, bring in, just bring in a, one of the weeds. Or, and, boy, that really, we can actually identify much, much better uh, looking at it, uh, you know, real time. Gotcha. Um, switching over, I want to talk a little bit about uh, – Camellias and you know camellias is just starting to bud up, and camellias are the ones that are making buds right now. Have the glossy green green leaves, and they're going to bloom in about another three to four weeks. They'll bloom all winter long, so it's a great plant for winter color. Uh, the, the basic difference between camellias is that years ago, Jeff, we only had uh, one type of camellia, and it's called a camellia japonica. And if you go look at the shadows on the test, there's some beautiful camellias uh, there. So they're old, very old plant. And they'll make uh, huge flowers, maybe uh, four or five inches in diameter. And they'll start blooming anywhere from now or, let's say, in another two or three weeks through next February, March, depending on the variety. And uh, beautiful plants, they'll get around eight feet tall, slow growers, easy to maintain. They won't get very wide. They'll get maybe five feet wide. That uh, when they're not blooming, the leaves are, are nice and glossy green, and so they give you a good show. The only issue with the japonicas is that you can only buy one type, meaning that they only only they're going to grow upright, get about eight eight feet tall, but they have to have shade. So that's kind of the hook, you know. And uh, in today's world, Jeff, you have a lot of you know the new homes don't have a lot of shade, small lots. So you don't want anything that big, and so. Uh, there's one called a Camellia sasanqua as opposed to the Camellia japonica. And the sasanqua is, uh, uh, I think it was developed out of Japan. It stays small, kind of like the bonsai mentality. But it has the same general uh, glossy green leaves, and it has the same type flower. The biggest difference between the two is that the glossy green leaves on the sasanqua are much smaller, 
and the flowers are going to be much smaller as opposed to the big, you know, camellias, which get anywhere five to six inches diameter. These will only be, uh, you know, maybe an inch or two in diameter, but they'll make a lot of them. And actually, I bought a picture of, uh, of one, Jeff, and when they start blooming. Uh, and you can see, Jeff, in the— Bo- Both pictures, the same thing? Well, both of them are sasanquas. Okay. And that's the other advantage— One of the, looks more like a bush, the other more like that, a tree. That's right. And so that's the advantage of the sasanquas versus japonica. Japonica, basically, they were upright, got about eight feet tall, and that's it. Whereas the sasanquas, there's different varieties that you can get— uh, that you can get some that are tall and some that will stay as as a bush. The other huge advantage to the Sasanqua versus Japonica is that the Sasanquas will grow in sun or shade. And that gets back to the new homes, Jeff. You know, you got a new home, boom, you just don't have a lot of shade. There's not a lot of trees and a lot of the smaller homes you just don't have. You don't have a you don't have the, the place to, to plant a big tree. Uh and so these are great, uh, you know, foundation planting uh, uh, to put in the landscape, uh, either as a small upright tree or as a small shrub. The small shrubs, which many of the listeners probably know, one of the varieties called shishi, and it is a, is a pink one, and that's the one you looked at, Jeff. And they'll get about three to four feet tall. You can maintain them easy to three feet because they slow growers. And sometimes people say, man, I want something that grows fast. And just kind of understand that usually – if the plant grows real fast, it's going to be hard to, to keep it small. Uh, so, so you kind of want to look for something that maybe, uh, maybe especially if you're planting something that maybe is near the patio or near the front entrance that you don't want it to get a lot of height. Uh, it may look pretty in the garden center because it's nice size and big, but you got to be wary of it if it's a fast grower because maybe you can keep it down, but you might be shearing it mm. three or four times a year. Whereas the shishis, you don't have to do that, or the sasanquas, you won't have to do that because they are slow growers, and so to keep them to the height you want, you don't have to constantly shear them, at, shear them back. As a matter of fact, what we recommend doing with any of the sasanquas is that after they bloom, which would generally be, depending on variety, anywhere from February to March, you, you just cut them back after they bloom. That'll, that'll allow them to sucker out from the bottom, and uh, you better keep them as a small, small bush, and uh, and and give you winter color, which is, again is kind of a hard one to get. They're evergreen, both japonica and the evergreen, so you're going to have the green leaves twelve months out of the year, uh, but you do get that winter color. Now, what you can do with some of the sasanquas that are more upright, that again are slow growers, so even though they get eight ten, eight, ten feet tall, they're easy to maintain at six feet. You can leave them be an upright bush. Or you can trim them back and make them look like a little tree, as they saw in that picture, Jeff, when all they're doing is taking the leaves at the bottom, and as that plant grows, they keep cutting the leaves off. So it looks like you have a little small tree, which really works out really well for a, uh, you know, a, small, a, a small yard or a small landscape where you're worried about something getting too big, messing with the roof line. Um, you know, these camellias, sasanquas are just a real hardy one that just don't give you um, – you know, major issues in terms of pruning and trying to maintain it. Uh, the, the biggest issue we have with camis is they will get the old problem we talk about in the summertime, sooty mold, which will get that, that, that uh, either aphids or white flies that will cause the leaves to turn black. But in today's world, you know, uh, there's things that we can drench at the base of those trees in the spring that will keep them clean. Fall year, so it's not something that you're going to have to really spray a lot. You just got to remember to drench it with this systemic chemical that gets in there, and it it's it's really amazing uh, uh, how well it works. And uh, 
And so since you're not eating anything on it, you don't have to worry about you know, the right, ed- right. edible part of it. And so even though it's getting into the plant, it keeps them clean. And so we really don't have that big of an issue with it uh, if you do that. Usually if it's in a lot of sun, it's not a big of an issue. It's when we start to get into the shade where sometimes we'll get more bug issues because it just stays more damp and more humid. So these, these insects can multiply and, uh, and you know, and and cause issues but other than that uh just a a a really hardy plant that again gives you color when you really don't have a lot of color gotcha uh the only thing i want to talk about is what is going to be the low temperature jeff do you know i don't see anything below mid 50s okay through wednesday so what you want to watch we saw a lot of crotons in the fall for uh for Thanksgiving, and so people will have those on displays. If, temp- if the temperature will start to get into the 40s, you want to just pull them in, even even though it's going to be for a very short period of time. Jeff, as you know, it's going to warm up again. But the crotons, they, it won't die when the temperatures get in the 40s, but if they get a little in that north wind and the temperatures are in the 40s during the day and you know maybe the lower 40s or 30s at night, they'll start to drop leaves. And so we'll start to get a lot of calls on that and say, man, you know, am I overwatered? And say, no, it's just a temperature change. So what you want to try to do is prevent that. But if it's in the 50s, you're going to be fine. As soon as we get, even if it's in, in, the, in the upper 40s, you want to kind of just, just pull them in. You, just don't, you never want to plant these crotons in the ground for that reason. They're just not going to make it. Whether we have a light winter or not, we're always going to get something, Jeff, whether it's going to be a, you know, a freeze or a frost or 30s or 40s. We're going to get yeah, that. I mean, we've already had mid-30s for a low. Exactly. So you want to kind of you know, avoid that. And if you can bring them in before the temperature drops, meaning that, say, okay, it's going to get into the 30s tonight, it's going to fall, so I'm going to bring it in tonight, bring it in before, you know, in, in the early part of the day so it doesn't get that fluctuation and it kind of stays above in the 50s and, uh, you know, they will they will hold up really, 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 really well. Uh, the other one we sell a lot of in the fall is the mums. And the mums, actually, Jeff, is going to be it's the latest I've ever been able to sell mums into the seasons that I think they're very viable and look good. And that is very unusual. Usually by All Saints, all saints we are pampering our mums to keep them from blooming out so that people can use them for the graveyard. This year was different, and the reason it was is the temperatures got so darn hot that they went dormant, and they didn't do anything when temperatures were in the hundreds, and the growers really had a problem. And uh, so you can still utilize the mums right now, and just remember is that, uh, you know, when the mums finish, you don't have to throw them away. You can actually cut those flowers yeah. off and go plant them if you have a space to plant them. Just, just, uh, just know that mums really need more sun and shade when it comes to planting them in the ground. So you want to utilize those things and, and protect them. And the final one that we plant that's that's real popular is the ornamental peppers. Uh, those are flowering or actually have the, the uh, peppers on them. Those are the ones that have maybe orange, red, purple, really unique colors and shapes. Uh, those are the same thing, kind of like a croton. You don't want, when temperatures start to get into the 40s, you want to give it some protection. And, again, Jeff, we I talk about it probably every week, but last year we got that one week of bad cold, which was at Christmas, and beyond that, we didn't get much of anything until March. We got one day of a frost or heavy or, or light freeze for one day. Other than that, January was extremely warm. So just remember, if you just kind of just move it in and out a few times, a lot of times that's all you need to do to save some of these, uh, you know, fall plants and keep them from uh, from looking bad on you. Gotcha. 
Anything else going on, Jeff? That's it. I think I'm gonna go back and see how how the fire's doing. Hopefully, they can they have it contained. They did have another truck uh, pass pass by. by. Yeah. So this is a block from us. You can get to our business, you know, real from Maine from Maine without a problem. Now from coming from from uh, the south side up Hopkins is blocked off. And uh, uh, but anyway, all right. Well, again, appreciate you coming by as always. We'll look forward to the next time. Thank you, Jeff.